Father, we just thank you for everything that you are doing for the Ark Fellowship. We are so aware that you are present here with us and you are at work with us. And the enemy is fighting, but he is fighting a losing battle because you are giving us revelation from heaven. You said your people perish because of lack of knowledge. But Lord, you are giving us knowledge and understanding and wisdom. And we will grow because of what you are giving to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Today I want to continue. This is going to be the third uh, message on the family. And I still don't know where it's going. <laughs> I will just continue until everything that I'm getting from the Lord is exhausted. But I really want to encourage you to take to heart what I'm sharing with you. Some of these things I'm just learning, which I believe is going to help my family because God is, is teaching me by himself. And the other things I already know and we are practicing. And uh, I want to share these things with you. Now, you need to understand this, that marriage is not a necessary evil the way Hollywood is putting it now, you know, I have to get married, but really, I don't like this thing. And so people get into marriage and they're trying to protect themselves. They are getting into it with fear these days. That's what's happening. They don't know what's going to happen. People are afraid of what's going to happen in the marriage. It's not a trap. Marriage is really for better living. That's why God instituted that, that, that uh, institution for us. He said it is not good for the man to be alone. A man needs a woman and a woman needs a man to make it. Marriage has a force of goodness behind it. A very strong force of goodness behind marriage. A marriage will actually make a man climb up in the ladder of life if you understand why god designed marriage is a true blessing for a man and a woman to come together this was god's own idea he wanted this to be it's not good for a man to be alone unless god has given that to you that that's what he wants for your life but if he hasn't given that to you your life will be a lot better if you get married, it's a great blessing. There is a lot to learn in, in marriage. And a great blessing will come upon your life when you get into this institution because this is God's design. Let me read some scriptures to you as, as we go on. First of all, there is a great power with mankind when it comes to agreement. There is no greater power on the earth than the power of agreement. You remember what, what the Bible said in, in, the, in the beginning when the sons of men decided they wanted to build a tower. They were in agreement. God couldn't even stop it. He says this that they have, they have set their minds to do. They have one language and they are in one accord. They are in agreement. There is no way to stop them. The only way to stop them is bring confusion into their home. So God has already shown to us that there is great power in agreement. If you can find two people that will agree 
on this earth concerning anything, you got great power coming. And believe me, there is no greater union than the union of a man and his wife. Two people that God sees as one. Two different individuals that God, when he looks down, he sees them as one person. Because he called both Eve and Adam, Adam. That was your name to God. Adam, I said, called Eve, Eve. To Adam, Eve, that's his wife. He called Eve, that's Eve. But to God, that's Adam. Both of them are one person. So there is no greater union, no greater agreement that can be on this earth than an agreement between a man and his wife because it involves both the spirit of the person because it's one person, the man of God. It involves both the spirit, the soul, as well as the flesh if they are in agreement. And so when you can have that, you will be in a beautiful home. That God himself is built. You see, that's why Satan wants confusion in the home. So that the man and the woman can constantly be fighting with one another. Because as long as he can keep them fighting over toothpaste and all of that stuff. He knows that he's got them where he wants them. He's got them. Notice what happens. They have a financial issue. Okay. Now, instead of both of them coming together to attack the problem, guess what Satan wants them to do? They attack each other. You are the cause of the problem, and you are the cause of the problem, and they keep fighting. They won't talk to one another, you know, for days. Instead of coming together, we got a problem. What do we do? Let's come and unite and attack the problem. Satan uses the problem, and he wants to get them out of their home. That's his design. I told you this. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Satan's, yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I told you this. Simple. Sometimes we get too complicated in the way we're thinking. What God wants for you is a home. Right? A beautiful home that he builds. He wants you there. Now, what Satan wants is to get get you out. Get you out of your home. That's all he wants. As long as you are not in agreement with God, he knows you're going to get out of your home. So his fight against your home is to get you out of your home. That's why we have divorce. Once he can get you out of the home where God placed you, he's got you. But if you stay united... Your home gets strong. And no force in this world can get you out of your home. You will be in your garden of Eden. That's the way God wants it. There's no need to keep the level of conflict in your home so high. And we'll be talking about this. There are things for men to do. Amen. And there are things for women to do. There are things for women who are married to ungodly men to do. There is real power. And I have a great weapon for you. Amen. Uh, Ladies, if you are married to a crazy man, (laughs) uh, you got a powerful weapon. 
uh, to whip him where he can. He go to church whether he likes it or not. He go to church. Amen. But this is what God wants for us. It's so beautiful. That union that a man can have with his wife. When Satan is dragging the man one way and the woman is going the other direction, all the enemies trying to avoid is the power from that family, especially a Christian family, the power from that family that's going to do damage to his kingdom. Because if you stay united, your kids will be strong for the Lord and they will also do damage to his kingdom. But if he can bring trouble into your home and separate you and cause trouble and get you out of your home, he knows what's going to happen to the kids. He's got them. Oh, God Almighty. This thing is evil. Let me speak from my heart. Divorce is marital amputation. That's how bad that is. You can't walk the same anymore. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. He can restore and bring all things back together if you trust him. But that's, that's what Satan wants. To put you in a place where you are handicapped. But we thank God for the grace of God. If now you have understanding in a time of ignorance, God winked at. But now he's commanding everybody else everywhere to repent. And if you repent, he brings restoration. But now you learn and you can become very strong on the earth. And God can use you and your new family and heal everything that the enemy has done and brought against your life. Because you now find that you now got knowledge with God. Amen. It's such a powerful thing. That unity. If you are married today, you and your wife, and you are fighting, Satan is already in your home. He has his throne somewhere in your home. And he knows what strings to pull. So you can get on with this new game while he sits down to watch the show. Amen. He pulls the string and you're screaming at each other. He says, it's wonderful. I got a great show in front of me right here. And the kids are watching also. Scared. He doesn't want you to stay with that unity because if you are united, there is no force on this earth that can come against your family. You will prevail. If you're newly married, the best thing you want to do, tell your wife, no matter what happens, no matter, no matter the difficulty, we will always be together. I tell my wife, you know, we'll always be pals, right? <laughs> That's what I tell her. We shall always be pals, right? She says, yeah. I say, good. <laughs> we'll always be pals. My best friend. Amen. In Matthew 18, verse 19, Jesus said, again, I say to you. Now, you need to understand when Jesus uses the word, I say to you most people don't talk that way right you just say what you want to say right but when jesus says i say to you especially when he says truly truly i say to you that means the whole force in heaven the whole power in heaven is behind this word every time jesus says i say to you that's a law that's a law a spiritual law powerful spiritual law 
So he says, again, because I've said it to you before, again, I'm repeating myself, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on the earth, if two of you agree, not when you die, (laughs) right here on the earth, if you can have two flesh, separate individuals to come into agreement on the earth concerning anything, Say with me anything. Anything that they ask, it may be done. Is that what it says? It will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Agreement on the earth is so powerful. If mama and papa in the home are in agreement... That's real power. That's like one soul. And if they are in agreement and the kids come into it as well, forget it. Nothing can come into that home. There is no attack of Satan can come and destroy that home. That home will surely prosper. What can hold you down? Success will come into that home. What will keep success from coming in? That's God's design. God wants the family to be successful. And that's real success. So marriage is work. Amen. And the work is to be in agreement. Not fighting one another constantly. Marriage is real work. Because you're two different individuals. So we're working to have one mind. To be in agreement. To be in this agreement on the earth. And in your family. And whatever you ask God for your family will be done. That's what Jesus said. When you and your wife are in full agreement. And the enemy is coming against you. And both of you say, we don't want that. This is what we want. Jesus said, his father in heaven will do it for you. Whatever you ask, it will be done. Sometimes what they have, that's nice to hear. But will God really do it? Unbelieving believer, when would you wake up? You're a believer, but you're unbelieving. God will do what he says he will do. That's what Jesus said. Again, I say to you, I mean what I'm saying. If two of you can come into agreement, this is what God will do for you. He's such a great thing that God has done because God who created the universe knows the way we are. He knows the laws, the principles that govern the universe, that governs relationship, that governs success. And all of that in life that governs peace. And he is giving us revelation from his word so we can follow this and truly enjoy life. He created us so we can enjoy life. He said, I came that you might have life and have it what more abundantly. That's his design. He have more abundant life. That should come with some success, right? That should come with ability to pay my bills, right? That should come with a nice car to drive as well. I know people who are real spiritual want a Pinto, but I want something I can drive. That's not breaking down every time I turn around. That's what God wants. But if you are in a family, no matter how, and I said, you can come out even if you're just new, young family, having nothing, but have a vision. 
Amen. We're coming to that. Have a vision of what you want for your family. Come together. Be in agreement. Yes, we are staying in this little apartment now, but before long, we'll have a big compound and uh, this big building there. Uh, and uh, let's talk about this, uh, honey. Uh, this is what we want from the Lord. We'll be faithful to our God. We will serve Him. We will worship Him. When the, show, the church doors open, we'll fly in every time and we'll worship Him because we know what we want. And we are in agreement. So we're coming, showing ourselves before God. God will worship you because you said, You shall serve the Lord your God, and He shall bless your bread and your water. He will take sickness away from the midst of you. No barrenness, no miscarriage. He says, The number of your days I will fulfill. So we present ourselves before the Lord. And I said, Well, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm there. I'm glad. God, I'm present with my wife. We're going to make it. Yes. Who's going to stop us? If God be for us, who can be against us? That's what it takes. The secret, if you want to learn, you need to learn what the enemy is like. He brings all these little things to, to make you go crazier against your wife. That's your wife. He shouldn't be that way. That's not the way God created it. He wanted you to be in union. You need her. She needs you. So that's the way to make it. You can't make it alone. You need, hey, flaky man, wake up. You can't make it alone. You need that woman. <sighs> Yeah. How can God bless uh, somebody who is not complete? Huh? Half a man? God says, what's that? But when you're married, you become one. And God says, that's Adam. That's my son. Amen? And everyone wants to bless your son, right? Real greatness. In Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verse 9 through 12. He says two are better than what? One. <laughs> uh, let me tell you this. If you don't have a husband or you don't have a wife, don't feel cheated. Okay? <laughs> because Jesus, the scripture says, if you don't have a father, he becomes your father. If you don't have a husband... The Bible says in Isaiah 54, he is your husband. I had my friend, you know, Timpy, you all remember Timpy? Timpy, uh, God told us, you know, Timpy, that's it about marriage. I have another work for you. Do my work. And she said on uh, Mother's Day, or no, Valentine's Day, and she was crying out to the Lord. She said, no one is going to bring me flowers. Every woman is going to get flowers. And she cried to the Lord, and she wasn't happy about it. That was the first year. And somebody walked up to the door, knocked, and said, I got flowers for you, Timpy. She says, God, I am sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have accused you. <laughs> because God is taking the place of her husband. Amen? So you're not alone. You're with him. And he, he'll walk with you. But the Bible says two are better than one. Because they have a good reward. For their labor. Notice not one. You see what it says? Two better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. They have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. 
But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. You know why threefold God started with two and then ended up with three? He is the third person. But you have to be in agreement. How can two walk together except they be in agreement? Walking together is walking together in life for progress. If you are not in agreement, one is walking this other direction, claiming rights. I know what I'm doing. I'm smart. I know you're dumb. And the other one thinks the other person is dumb, going the other way. You're not accomplishing anything. The home stays the same. We need to turn to God and in unity so that God will bless us. You know why God loves the family? I shared with you that he is looking for godly offspring. That's all he needs. And if you unite and you're walking, your goal is to raise godly offsprings, then God begins to pour his blessings on the family. Today, oh God, help me. <laughs> I have so much I want to share. I can get everything out. But we'll continue. But let's say this. I know a lot of people get concerned about the word submission. Men like it. The ladies hate it. Because usually the men, the men who are using that word submission, they're usually not the right guys. <laughs> they're not doing right. And so they're using the word submission to make a point as Christians. But let me tell you what submission is. And I'm going to close this. So just give you what I'm thinking. And what I believe God is showing me. Submission doesn't make the person who is submitting less than the one they're submitting to. God brought this word submission. Ladies, listen to me. Because the first group of people that God spoke to in Ephesians chapter 5. While he was addressing the family was to address the wives. That's the first. He didn't address the man first. He addressed the wife first. Wives, submit, he says, to your own husband as to the Lord. There is a reason for that. It doesn't mean, uh, the way people want to take it, that you are inferior to the man. And I will illustrate this, so that you, and then I close with this, so you know where I'm going. Now, think about this. Apart from a man and a woman that becomes one, you know why God says that? Because that's the way he is. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the one. When he created man, man and his wife, they also one. Jesus is not less than the Father. But they have a purpose. And because they are united in their purpose, as the Son, He submitted to the Father. And if you don't have wisdom, you think 
maybe Jesus is superior, not as uh, should I wish, uh, is less of a God than the Father. But they are equal. The Father is not superior to Jesus. And Jesus is not superior to the Holy Spirit. They are one. But Jesus submitted to the, the Father. Because they have one purpose. What's the purpose for your family? If you have a purpose for your family, then woman, your place, because that's your position in the home, is submission. You know, Jesus was in the garden praying to the Father. He said, Father, not my, I want this cup to pass by me. But then he says, not what I want. But what you want. It's as if he had no power to do what he wanted. He had. He was not less than the Father. They're just one God. But he submitted to his Father based on the purpose. He was not inferior in any way to the Father. But he submitted for the purpose that they had. And God walked through that. A woman is not inferior to the man. But for the way God has created the family, if you want your family to be blessed, notice what Paul said, submit in how many things? All things. All things. I know this is a hard thing for Christians today to swallow, but I, I stay with the word of God. And... And we'll talk about what, this, what does it mean to submit. The meaning of the word submit. I'm going to talk about it. But it's very important. Submission doesn't mean you are inferior. Notice what Jesus said also about the Holy Spirit. He said the spirit that God was saying, when he comes, he would not speak by himself. Remember that? What he hears is what, in other words, what I tell him. That's what he is going to do. He will never do anything but what I want him to do. That's what Jesus said. Is Jesus superior to the Holy Spirit? No. But they have their place in the home. And the purpose. And so the Holy Spirit now submits to whatever Jesus wants. And carries it out as if. Now, the man is Christ. I know we talk about the wife. But what it is, is one body. God is one. The man and his wife is one and you're united in one if you can come together in one nothing can hold what you want to get done nothing's going to hold it back the submission there is so important don't mean you have to agree with the person all the time we will talk about that i'm just this is introduction but i'm going to go deeply into this so you understand what this is what it, it's not what people think what people think the men think that's the flesh this is different is both of you working together with this purpose for the better good of your family and the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit submitted to whatever Jesus said. But look at what Jesus said. He said, everyone who speaks a word against the Father will be what? Forgiven. If you speak a word against the Son, you will be forgiven. But if you say anything... 
against the Holy Spirit, which in the mind of a man, a corner man, will think he's at the bottom of the Godhead. If you do anything against that one, your sins will not be forgiven. That's how powerful he is. He is the nurturer. He is the one that bears the fruit. Amen? He is the one that brings children to God. By dealing with Jesus. Are you getting some understanding here? Yeah. So the submission is not your inferior or your opinions are inferior to the person. You got a purpose. And you work things out. And you flow with the one whom God has made the head. And we're going to be talking more about that. Amen? Sometimes you have a billio. Uh, a man, um, what the Bible calls uh, son of Belial. <laughs> That's, the man is demon-possessed. <laughs> and he's the husband, but you can't help it. We will talk about how to deal with that as well. Amen? How to handle that situation when he is not a safe, he's not saved or he's acting silly. How to handle the situation so that God can bring peace into your home. And even though everything is not going well, the blessings of God can still be in your home. And you can feel the peace. And be at rest. Amen. This is what teaching of the word is all about. Amen. So I'm going to be going into that the next time. So I need everyone that's present here. Come back next Sunday. (laughs) Stand up with me this morning. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Our God is, is so good. Now let me let you know this. If you are having a hard time in relationship right now, these words that I'm speaking is bringing healing into your life. Believe me. Because Jesus said, you are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. Don't fight the word of God. Flow with the word of God because the word of God brings your blessings to you. The mistake that we make and what the devil wants us to do uh, is to fight what God is saying because of our current situation. And uh, so you need to understand that. Please flow with the Spirit of God. I'm sharing with you based on what I feel the Spirit of God showing me. And I'm going to try to live what I know in addition to what God has already taught me, we are building a house for God. Amen? And if you want to be a part of that, please feel free to be a part. I believe that God is going to help us in this church raise very strong, godly men. Some men will rise up from this church and will be known all over the world. There are some young people, I feel that in my spirit right now, there's a young man here that God, that you just probably very new to this, but if you will open your heart, God wants to make you great men for his kingdom. If you will only open your heart and say, God, I'm going to surrender to you. You may not know him. There's a young man here today. You're hearing my voice. And God wants to use you. Open your heart. Receive him totally. Abandon yourself to him. And let God bless you. If you're having troubles in your marriage, today is a day of healing. Amen? Today is a day of healing. If you're having troubles in your relationship, today is a day of healing. There is our God that's in heaven. And he is here with us today. And he's brought heaven to the earth.
and he can give you a little heaven this morning and things will begin to work out close your eyes and bow your head with me is there anyone here today you saying, i need god in my life i just want god i want to feel his presence in my life i need god if you're there can you just put your hand up please quickly thank you so much thank you is there any other one that you want to do that you want to throw everything in the hands of god you want him to have full control thank you father here we are before your presence we're just men but you are god we really cannot help ourselves because you said without me you can do nothing we need help from heaven help us in our relationships help us with our children help us in our marriage relationship help us in everything that we do with our work we need you father be with your people i bless your people in your name today let the blessings of our god pursue after them come upon them and overtake them let them rejoice in your presence always thank you father for your great presence here today in jesus name and god's people said amen my wife